just for hey it's your girl danny d and it's rachel c and we're back for another episode of young black and liddy this is episode number six y'all yeah all right all right so we are going to get into our weekly recap as usual um i guess the first topic we're going to talk about is safari and erica mena um so it looks like was it New Year's or Christmas? I think it was Christmas. Christmas. That um he they got engaged basically and um yeah I mean the way he made it seems like they was dating for a while. But what I found very amazing is that he posted that video about him um like buying his first home mm-hmm. and you know he shared his story about he was just sleeping in Airbnbs. Right. And I was like, well, you made it seem like you were stripped. <laughs> like, you would have thought that he was living his best life. Like, he was, like, when he got robbed, he bought more jewelry, even wearing right. furs. That could have went to the home. Like, for him to be giving his testimony, talking about, yeah, I was living in Airbnbs and rooms, I was, like, shocked and appalled because I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't know what I thought. I, I got to understand and that then, Instagram is a liar. Yeah. And that made me also question Erica Menos. <laughs> Because she also makes her seem like she's living her best life, but you was dating someone living in the room. You couldn't draw his crib. Well, she also was dating Bawa, who was living in his oh, own yeah. basement. So because I don't, expectations are that. I don't think she has a lot of standards. So. Just said, been there, done that. I mean, <laughs> kudos <laughs> to them. Shout out to them. Hope it works out. I hope, I hope it works out because I think Safari. Um, I think he has good intentions. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. I do. He was raised right. Yeah. I do believe he's a good guy, but he's also a cancer. So we're like super emotional, super like looking for love. So, I mean, y'all gotta go. Erica of all people. I don't know, but you know, maybe she'll I like, surprise I, us. I actually like her. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan. I like her personality. You do, do. I don't like sis, but but see, I didn't. I don't know her from loving hip hop. What do you know her from? Personal? Um, <laughs> yeah, because we grew up on a block. <laughs> no, like when she was in the original Love and Hip Hops. See, I wasn't watching it then. Remember? Okay. I just had you tell me what was happening. So what? what, what that do you last know her from? episode. I don't know if that was Love and Hip Hop, growing up hip hop. I don't know what it was. <laughs> She was on some show recently. She was on she was on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Okay, and that's why I liked her on that show. But she was barely on the show. That was all I know her from. Damn, I was like, oh, please. I was like, oh, this is that recommend everyone talking about. I you like her. What? See, that's how that happened. Anyway, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, Erica. Congrats to Erica and Safari. That's Shout out to I Erica. Got. That's all I got. <laughs> Love you, sis. Um, the next topic is, I guess. Diddy and Cassie, so over the holidays, um, so, alright, so what happened was, Diddy and Cassie broke up months ago, and they haven't been together, then Kim Porter died, and they were seen together, so people were like, oh, Diddy and Cassie back together, but then, she posted a picture with her bae, a new bae, right after Diddy posted her, like, Diddy posted her on his story to my I love you, and then the very next day, she posts a picture with her and this guy who's like a bullfighter and a personal trainer. And they come to find out Diddy hired him as the first as their personal trainer, oh. and he <laughs> believes that they've been messing around since then. Because I mean, at the the, the very first picture she posted, it was him, her, and her mom. Does anyone know why Cassie and Diddy broke up to begin with? No, I, but I mean, come, I, I, like, come on, like she spent the majority of her twenties with this man. They got together when she was like what nineteen. She's been with this man for the better half of her adult years. No ring, no kids, all these baby mothers, all these kids. And it's just like, I think she's starting to look at herself and she's like, you know, I'm at the age where I want a family. And that trainer probably showed her something different. Like, that's, that's and it. And she got to the point. I don't think she was cheating on him. I think she started catching, feel, like, falling in love with that man mm-hmm. and probably left him. I do too. I, don't, I, I mean, good for Cassie. That's a lot to say. I don't think she should be waiting on Diddy's old ass. He's mad old. Like, who cares what he thinks? Like, honestly, it's nobody's business what she does. Let her do her thing. I, I mean, I'm happy for sis. Like, 
I don't. I don't really like Cassie and Diddy together. To be completely honest, I don't even think Diddy likes women. So, like, if you want to be real technical, <laughs> so you know that's probably why they didn't work out you because know you know he was living his. He was trying to live his truth. <laughs> you know what? So. And it's been very plausible. <laughs> but um, good for Cassie. I'm just happy for Cassie. I'm glad she moved on. Diddy's mad old. And, and I feel like he brought her down. Like all Cassie became was. Diddy's girlfriend. A look. Like, we don't even know this girl's personality or nothing. All we see we is... We barely know how she sounds anymore. Right. We just know Cassie's face and she cut hair. And it's like, okay. But I don't know not one thing about sis. Right. So, shout out to Cassie. Go for you, girl. Live your life. Live your best life in the words of Little Duval. Do your thing. That's all I got. <laughs> um... Next topic, I guess, would be, um, I guess we could touch on Jess Hilarious and Country Wayne. Now, you happen to be a fan of Jess Hilarious. I don't think she's funny. I don't like her. I'm not a fan of sis. Oh, I thought you liked her. Every time I talk about how she's not funny, you're like, oh my God, how do you feel? No, I think, and I think what I really do think is in her earlier days when she wasn't where she's now, she was funnier, like Kevin Hart. He was way funnier back then. I never thought she was funny. No, I I thought she was funny, but um, she just has a strong face. She like Chris Tucker. I think she. I think honestly, she really looks. I'm pretty sure she looks just like her dad. Yeah, I, I promise. Like you I, twins. Twins. You hear me? Twins. So what happened was <laughs> basically she's been dating this other comedian called Country Wayne. And he's been married, and to be absolutely honest, he's been doing videos with his wife up until like the better part of last, of the, the better part of all last year. He was doing all these videos with his wife. Who is Country Wayne? He's some IG comedian. Oh, and okay. I, I'm pretty sure you've seen him before. But he to me, he's too country, so I can't listen to him. Oh, like, okay. I can't listen to those accents for a long time. Okay. So basically, what happened was he made a video where she bought him a ring. Jess Hilarious bought him like a diamond encrusted ring. He's like, oh, this is my first gift ever. Oh my God, I can't believe it. And then his wife posts a, a, a Instagram story like, but he's still married though. And then posts their marriage certificate. So then he comes out with a video talking about, Lane, listen, man, all I got to do is take care of my kids. I, don't, I didn't know what he was saying <laughs> for the better part of that video. I had no idea what he was saying. He basically kind of makes it seem like I'm not with her. I've been dealing with Jess. And then, of course, here comes Jess Hilarious talking about some oh well they are going they, they're not together he lives here she lives there and they petitioned for divorce yeah. on 12 26 oh, but it was literally a week before everything even happened and so people were like you kind of made yourself look crazy because they, they were saying like they was calling homework and she's like listen I don't know how Alicia Keys. When she said I'm not Alicia Keys, yeah. I was like, you know what? You didn't have to throw shit under the bus. <laughs> what did like, she do to you? She was like, I, I could do this to Alicia Keys with your mouth. Yo. I was so weak. I, I just, she's corny. She's weird. That's why I guess I made a poll question on our um, Instagram basically stating, like, would you date a married man? But, like, they're legally married, but they're separated from their wife. Like, do you think you step over that boundary? Because she made it seem like, oh, he's been trying to get with me for years and months, and I waited, and then once he left her, that's when we started. It when depends he was how separated. Yeah. Well, what the hell does it matter if he's legally married? You can also be legally separated, but you're not legally separated. You're just you're just saying I'm not with her. Yeah, but divorces are expensive. To me, it's like. <laughs> So it's like the baby. It's like the guy you meet who lives with baby mother. Tomorrow, well, we not together, but we live no, together no, with no, the kids. No. Like, would you date somebody like not, that? But y'all not. Let's say they was married. Ever. He has not been with sis for three years. She live in Milwaukee. He live in but Jersey. That, all right, that's different. You, but their situation is not that. Their situation making, is fresh. He, he was, so that's why no, I would not. That's, just, that's what I'm saying. It like, seems like him and his wife just called the quits, and then he started dating someone else. And it's like, dang, do we we even have a chance to work it out? Right. So, to that extent, that's messed up on country's part. But country, you don't know what lies it could have been telling Jess. 
Like, yeah, we've been dumb for years. Like, we just did you know, say that. We so just lived like, together. He did lie to me. But my thing is, like, you're not out here buying diamond encrusted rings for somebody who you're not sure. You feel me? Like, if he lied, like, I just don't feel like you'd be get buying rings for somebody who just doesn't even have a diamond encrusted ring. You don't like the, the things you used to be buying, <laughs> Chris. She did not have. Like, you're out here buying this man all these luxury items that you don't have. You're still struggling trying to find a good lace front wig. But you got this man a chain. And it's like, well... She made a video about her ex, too. She you did. saw, yeah. Uh, uh, she's... She's doing too much because... I never... Like, if I was ever a celebrity, I would never want to be a celebrity where my personal life is defining my talent. Like, you becoming famous because people think you're funny. Let that be why they know you. Like, don't let it be because... You the home wrecker, but and, I feel like, like she made it that way. Like she, she made the whole. It. Like I don't, she had. I wouldn't have addressed it. Her and Chris had the Instagram. Like she made that Instagram. Mm-hmm. She made that part of her her act. So it's like, how can you tell people to mind their business when you've literally made your personal life a part of your act? But that's why I don't think she's telling anyone to mind her bit. Mind their she business. She did. Oh, she oh, was literally oops. telling people, "Don't worry about what I'm doing. Worry about you. Don't don't worry about what we're doing over here." And it's like, but sis, this is what you. The minute you, you addressed that video, you made it. Other you made it a life business. business. Like, she didn't have to say anything. She could have let it ride. Right. Guess what? That's what Alicia Keys. Did. It's two days later, and no one thinks about it. Like that's what Alicia Keys did. That's what Gabrielle Union did. Nobody has no, to but Alicia Keys we still bring anything. it up though. But Gabrielle Union we let it slide. I don't Alicia Keys don't bring it up. I feel no, like No, we don't bring it up, but I it's still in the back of my head. It like, is in the back of know, my head. But it's like how many times you really see Alicia Keys throughout the year? I don't like I see that. just hilarious every day on so on the room. I don't like Alicia Keys. I don't think anybody does anymore. But you know, that's just that's just the tea. But um She's, yeah, just hilarious is not hilarious, and her and country women are kind of corny. Like I, I don't, I didn't care for that whole situation. She was better off damn well. Bye. Anyway, <laughs> so um, next subject is um, the partial government shutdown. No W twos, y'all. Oh, says I had mad plans with my taxes. Listen, like, I still got plans. They're gonna give me my taxes one way or another. By any means necessary. First of all, I'm, I'm probably going to owe the government, to be honest. Take <laughs> out, please. So, you know what? I don't even know. It, I don't really think it fazes me because I'm probably going to owe them, motherfucker. Listen, <laughs> all I know is I better get my W-2. I better be able to file my taxes. That's the other thing they're saying. File your taxes, but your return. You might not get your return for several months as long as the government. You tell me I got to file them by, what is it, like April 15th? But I mean, I get my money back till December twenty fifth. Yeah, you're still being like, you're still being upheld to those standards. You still have to file your taxes by by April. You will still get your W twos by you know mid to end of January. You still have to file them, but you will not get your actual return. Well, this is my question about the government: is that whole purpose of the government is to like you know enforce and create laws that are for the people, allegedly. You got this Bill of Rights, we the people, like, you know, but there are legit families that have no source of income right now. Imagine if the mom worked at TSA, <laughs> the dad worked at TSA, they met at TSA, no, and now they got a house together, like, and, you, and then I think someone said, oh, Landlord should understand if you can't pay your rent. No, because they still owe. This is true. The payments they gotta make, and they still gotta feed their families. Whatever income the landlords are getting, it's just that. So, I don't know. Like, I think the government shutdown is just BS. Like, it's foul. I do. I feel like at the end of the day, people still have families. People still have people they have to answer to. So I don't. I don't think that it's, it's, it's not right. Ethical. Like you know, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's morally ethical. But at the same time, I mean, Trump said he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Like it, it's nothing we can do. All we can do is hope and pray that the government, like they, they come to an understanding. Because his issue is he's holding out until he gets the money for the wall. And, and I think they're gonna get to a point where they 
they're gonna end up giving him the money for the war. Like I don't I don't think they're gonna just have this hanging over their heads for that much longer. What bothers me so much with him, it's like and it's not just him, it's like lawmakers in general. Whenever something happens and it's this big thing, like it always affects the poor, the lower middle class, not the elite. Like it's never set up yeah. for like the elite, they chilling. You had a federal job and you was part of the elite, you're still getting paid, or you have enough money to hold you down for a few months. You good, you on a vacation, you're right. living your best life. But the person at it's the little, bottom, the little man. right? The person who's starting, just got their first job, taking care of their parents, their family, their their themselves, their kids. Like that's what pisses me off. I hear you. I don't know. All I hope is I can my W two soon. That's all I got. Once once they said the W twos, I was like, all right, because now it's affecting everybody. <laughs> now it's affecting the little guy right, all now, around. Right. That's the country. I also heard that people might not get food stamps. Really? I wonder. If, I wonder what's gonna happen with that. And you know, it kind of it concerns me with like Medicaid and things like these are all like federal things, right? So, um, a lot of people may not think it doesn't affect them if you're not filing taxes this year, but if you on Medicaid, if you collected some type of public assistance, you know, it might start. It might start affecting you. Although I think like housing public assistance is from the state, mm-hmm. but food stamps is federal. Cause Puerto Rico, you can get food stamps. So, yeah. you know. And what about them? What about the people of Puerto Rico? They're still re- trying to recover from Maria, and there's no government help. Listen. Oh I, my God! I even think about them. All I can do is pray. Wow, yo, that's crazy. Praying for everybody. I hope everybody who is affected directly by this hangs on, holds on, because I don't know how long this is gonna go on. So I'm gonna Trump talking about this will go on months, years. I, honestly, I I don't know. He's crazy enough to do it so all i think all we can do at this point is just pray and hope and manifest put out into the universe that everything will go back to normal and we will be fine because right now it i can just feel the shit storm coming so god bless us all <laughs> you know what so um now that that's over we're gonna get into our topics so our first topic of the night is what are you guys leaving in 2018? Like, I put this up onto our Instagram, basically asking what are your goals for 2019. But I'm, I am definitely interested in what people are leaving in 2018. So, I mean, so, you know, just let me know. So, what, what are you basically saying, y'all? What are you trying to leave in 2018? <sighs> Fashion over. Bye. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Because they don't know how to deliver anything on time. They have horrible customer service. And I don't care how cheap, how much percentage, how many promo codes I give me, I'm not. But you know what's funny? Someone mentioned to me earlier that they're actually kind of like upping their prices. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy that they're doing these things because their customer service is shit. I know people who are waiting for for packages from from Black Friday. You know, like, I, I don't know how they that said that even... was the most, like, this used business this year of 2018. That's insane. Like, that's, cr- like, for clothes, at least. That's crazy. And to top it off, Fashion Nova gonna send me an email today talking about we got a faster new shipping. So y'all yeah, know y'all in the wrong. You know what? And no, you're in the wrong. Like, I don't know. But on a serious note, <laughs> um, I am leaving Fashion Nova in 2018, though. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going straight to Primark. Bye. <laughs> what I am leaving, um, as y'all know, I've been talking about judging Yo. people, and that is like top of my list. Let it go, bro. You know, I'm really trying to leave perceptions <laughs> that I have of how certain people should be behind um I'm just trying to leave a I'm trying to leave like self-doubt um I think 
I wish I had like to pull it up right now, but somebody posted something about millennials and when I tell you they was preaching about what we have to go through and it's just, it it hit me. But a lot of times, um, I think we just doubt ourselves because, you know, we reach these peaks because when you're growing up, you know, you were told by 18, you're an adult, you live on your own. The average 18 year old is nowhere near ready to live on their own. Then you're told by 25, you should have a house, you know, you have kids, and then the average 25-year-old is nine times out of 10 probably still living with their parents. Right. So it's like um, a lot of times you're not meeting those expectations. It's self-doubt, and like somebody like Safari, you're seeing them post all these lavish things, and then you feel some type of way like, oh, I'm really not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But meanwhile, in reality, he was living in Airbnbs. So like, right. you know, stop doubting yourself because like social media is the devil like it has a lot of good things don't get me wrong but it's a lot of bad things too and how it makes us feel and i'm guilty myself you know i could be feeling i could be feeling good be feeling great and then i go on somebody's instagram and they doing this this and that and i'm like oh my gosh this person is younger than me like now i feel some type of way when until that point, I felt like I was on track. So, I I just want to kill the self-doubt. That's been killing me for years. So, that and the judging. I got to chill with the judging. I got to. Because who am I? You know what? You know, my name means God is my judge. Yet, look at me. Hey, you have to be so <laughs> I'm just playing with y'all. Honestly... <laughs> What's something you're leaving behind or some things you're leaving behind? I am leaving procrastination behind in 2018. I procrastinated so crazy this year it didn't make sense. Like I waited until the last minute to do a lot of things. I'm over it. It's done. It's canceled. Um, I guess investing more energy into myself than others. Like I explained to Danielle earlier, I've been, I literally spent a lot of time last year just worrying about what other people were going through and what they were doing and how they were feeling and i did not put that energy into myself and i i towards the end of the year i realized i exhausted myself i drained myself because i was giving all my energy to other people i had no energy for myself and it got to a point where i was just like i was over it so i feel like this year i'm going to stay out of people's businesses if you're going through that sis i'm sorry to hear that i'm gonna know i'm gonna i'm trying to learn how to just hear people's issues and move along like sometimes i'm, I'm really detach yourself i have to detach myself like I'm, I'm really an empath and i really just take on everyone else's feelings i'm just like if somebody comes up to me and they're feeling sad by the time they finish telling me what they're telling me now i'm sad and now i'm sad for the rest of the day and it's like i'm definitely going to try as my goal this year i think that should be back. a number one thing it is i i i, I and do it's not it's not even like thing. even what i was telling you before you don't have to pull back from the person. Well, maybe, depending on the situation. I, I think but I do. You you have to pull back from those emotions because that's they getting the best. They you feel like it's getting the best of you. Mhm. Uh, I'm just I'm like I'm just gonna pull back and like something else you said. I I'm gonna try my best to unplug from social media. Like I know social media is a big thing right now, especially when it's trying to do the podcast. But I feel like a part of me needs to just take a break. Like not 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 necessarily like just cancel social media, but to just take like a month long break, like a thirty day fast away from social media because like you said, it's starting I feel like it warped my reality last year. Like I was literally down about myself for stuff that I was seeing on social media and it's like like you said, you see people like Safari and they got all these furs and these diamonds and he got robbed and the next week he had on more jewelry and you're like, How is this happening to him? Well, he has then, no, not one hit. And then, right, no, not, <laughs> not one hit. All he got is Mona Scott check. And I know that ain't much. And then come to find out, once he finally gets his house and he's starting to tell his testimony, it's I was living in rooms and, and, and be Airbnbs and taking Ubers. And it's like, wow, all this time I thought he was living this way and he right. was living he's that way. 30-something buying his first house, which is nothing wrong with that. No, part. not at all. But it's the way he was... Having himself perceived, you would have thought like this was his were, sixth house. His priorities were crazy. Like his priorities were all over the place. And but. I think a lot of it probably is 
had to do a self-doubt because social media. Now everyone knows you as Nikki's ex. You can't be out here looking like some bum that, she was, looking taking, crazy. that she was taking care of when that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Yo, you know, she was clearly not. taking clearly. care of you. You don't want to seem like that. I, I get like, that. So but that's, I mean, you know, that's me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to just kind of like unplug, let social media not so much control my perception of things, and you know, just like I said, I don't know, be a better person this year, be a better person to myself this year, because I feel like I haven't, I didn't really care about myself last year as much as I was caring about everybody else. So I'm definitely gonna try to do, you know, better with that and get myself together this year. Because I feel like last year was the year that I put a lot of things out into the universe. And this should be the year that everything happens. So I'm just going to definitely dive in, work towards that, keep my head down, do what I got to do. You know, but definitely take care of my family, my immediate family as well, and just, you know, move forward. But, you know. One thing I will say is that a lot of people say that 2018 was a horrible year, which, you know, every year is not going to be perfect all around. Like, that's just not a reality. You're going to have down moments. But um, there was a lot of, like, learning experiences and not just like, oh, oh my gosh, I learned how to love myself. Like, not like that. Like, literally, there's just learning about new things, right. like absorbing information, learning mm-hmm. new words. Like, a lot of... Not you know, learning new words. Like, you know, my vocabulary was expanded in 2018. Shut like up. You know... <laughs> And I just like I'm kind of want to be I kind of want to do more of that in 2019. Th- those like when I was reflecting on the year, those were the things that was standing out to me. Right. Like, and I told you like I never saw the White House, you know, what? a day in my life. And then I finally got to, um, you know, like anyone who knows me very well knows I like facts and like history information. So just seeing that was very touching to me because uh. I love history so I don't know I just want to like do more of that like really like just educate myself more I hear you that that's like I'm big on that and I feel like if I'm focusing more of that then I have less time to focus on things that don't matter don't matter like you know of course everyone wants to travel but I don't go anywhere next year, but I learned all these things. Right. I'm okay with that. Like, so those are the things I gotta. You, I really have to tell myself, humble yourself, because you be wanting to do all these things, but your bank account, <laughs> it ain't for it. People maxing out their credit cards to get likes on Instagram. Right. It's not worth it. It's not. It's not worth it, sis. Because Instagram doesn't pay your bills right. unless you're some type of Instagram influencer, right. or you and got even, a fashion overdue. Right. And even so, as like you said, it's an outside company giving you the right. deal. It ain't Instagram it, itself. It's not Instagram itself. <laughs> like, so check yourself before you wreck yourself and right. your bills. It's so, only about how many affirm accounts. <laughs> just and you I, yo, I can't. Give me all of it. <laughs> but yeah, um, definitely let us know what you guys are leaving in 2018. We're definitely interested because, um, like Danielle said, I feel like 2018 was a year of learning. So, you know, I feel like a lot of people learn. So, like, what would you really leave in 2018 that you didn't really care for? Like, I know people learn. Besides Fashion like, Nova. Right. But <laughs> I, I know for a fact I've learned about people in 2018. Mm-hmm. Like, I learned how I have to move with certain people and treat certain people in my life. I definitely learned that. Um, I learned a lot in the workforce, my job. I learned a lot of information there. I learned a lot of information in, a, in many different places. I just want to use that information with whatever my goal is in the next five years. Like I wanna put all everything that I'm learning in these next couple of years into what I'm what I, what my main goal is. So I think twenty eighteen was it was it was a it was a decent year. I'm not gonna say it was a good year, I'm not gonna say it was a bad year, it was a decent year. I don't really have no big, big, big mom complaints. No. Well, the only thing I said, which I'm gonna tell y'all I told Rachel is about the New Year that New Year resolution. Oh yeah. Like if you're gonna set if you do set one like my from coming from my opinion, I would set a very, something very small, like learning something new. Learning you, a new language. You know, no no, that might be extreme. That's not extreme. Because you might not do it. Oh god. But learning learning something new, it, you're gonna learn something new. Jesus like Christ. you're just not gonna not know anything. So I just don't set New Year's resolutions anymore because 
setting expectations for yourself and then if you don't meet them now you feel like a failure you let yourself down like things a lot of times people don't understand like things are going to happen when they're going to happen not when you want them to happen it's just how the universe works sure. you could have wanted to get married at 21 but you may not find your husband till 45 but hey you know <laughs> what you gonna do sis i can't i cannot <laughs> but she's right life is life life goes on <laughs> um, but I still um, be married, but bye. Anyway, so our next subject is basically feeding off of one of like the big topics of this week, which was surviving R. Kelly. So I don't know if any of y'all have watched the documentary. It was a so basically it was two hour, two hour episodes, or was it two? It was two episodes a night for three nights. Tonight was the last parts, night. Yeah. yeah, no, it's. It's, it's five parts? It's six. It's so technically it's three nights, six parts. Oh, cause see, I don't have lifetime. I've been watching on Mr. World you know Premier, what? So I just see the parts. <laughs> so it's literally been like three days, six parts. It's been like oh, an hour each okay, night. Okay. So it's it's heavy. I'm not gonna lie to anybody. It's a heavy documentary. It the first day was literally about like his childhood and his upbringing. The middle episode was basically about the trial, him and Aaliyah, all this stuff. And then tonight is basically about the Atlanta sex cult. And I mean, this 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 documentary has literally divided my social media platforms. Like Facebook is divided, Instagram, Snapchat, like everything is divided. I've seen inst- like videos on YouTube, think pieces. Like I've seen so much in the past two days about this documentary and about R. Kelly. I've seen people claiming that, oh, well, they should try to bring a black man down. I've heard people like, well, where were the parents? I've heard, I've just saying R. Kelly tried to buy NBC too. Right? Like, like, yeah. I've I've seen people blaming the victims. I've seen people blaming R. Kelly. I've seen people blaming this person and that person. And I mean, I, I don't know. So we'll be biased. But before that, I know I said I ain't judging. But this is the last time I've been judged 2019. Yeah, Hopefully. But it's going to bias slate, I guess. Um, how do you feel about, like, the whole situation? Like, R. Kelly himself, the victims. R. Kelly's sick. The reaction. R. Kelly is a sick, illiterate bastard. Okay, that's how I feel about R. Kelly. He can't read. He's sick. I don't, Fantasia. I don't feel like... I, I think he's disgusting. I... You know what it is, is like, I feel like men have a responsibility. Older, adults, adults have a responsibility. Let me not say men, because women do this too, because this is what happened to him. It came out that it was his sister who molested him and his brother. Mm -hmm. So I feel like as an adult, you have a responsibility to children, to protect children. And I feel like you have a responsibility that even if a child approaches you, even if a 16-year-old girl approaches you, you're a 30-year-old man, 16-year-old girl approaches you like, what's going on, big daddy? <laughs> it's up to you to have self-control, back up, and say, you know what, you're too young, let me move. I feel like people are like, well, what did you want him to do? They kept coming back. And it's like, well, I wanted him to say, you're 16, get out my face. I don't expect you to kick someone in their face. I don't. I don't expect you to Spartan kick somebody out your right. face. But I do expect you to have self control and respectfully move away from the situation. Instead, he invited the situation, and then you have these parents literally selling their children to this man because you you know this man is a pedophile. You know he likes young children. He met Aaliyah when she was twelve. He married her at fifteen, and they were saying that um, with Aaliyah. I'm gonna be honest, y'all. We watched part one and two so i don't you know i don't know that much but people were saying how timbaland i don't even think this was in the documentary with timbaland it wasn't it was on instagram yeah, timbaland was saying that you know he was attracted to leah mm-hmm. in that way but he himself was like sis is 16 i'm a grown man i'm gonna just be a big brother to right. her he's also kind of sick because you seen his yeah, wife yeah they said his wife looked just she like she looks exactly she wears her hair in a swoop like Aaliyah did i think he i think he did i think he forced I her think he forced i think he had her in a cold i said you better wear this suit <laughs> and this tommy hilfiger baggy pants <laughs> And it's crop top from he, Fashion Nova. He's another <laughs> questionable one, but at the same time, 
he at has least some he, control. At least he knew that it wasn't right. Exactly. That, that's all I'll say about that. Is that you know at least like, he knew something was wrong if I start messing with this. He, people are out here trying to blame the victims, and it's just like like this man was not on video pissing on a fourteen year old. Like people are like, but what about the, what about them? They could have left, and it's like, do y'all understand that? When someone is grooming you, what, that this is what it's called. When a pedophile is trying to like literally have a relationship with a child, they groom the child. Mm-hmm. No one just comes up to you one day at, while you're eight and says, "Let me stick your, my finger up your butt." Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen that way. They groom you. They start to become right. your friend. They start manipulating and they manipulate right. you until you trust them. And then that, once you trust them, that's when they strike. And it's like I don't understand why people can't understand that and this that is psychological. And that adolescent age, like is really hard because I feel like, you know, I'm thankful that I've really never been in that situation. But I'm like I'm being completely honest if I'm thinking, let's say I'm sixteen, some guy come up with a car, like money, like yeah, I might chill with this because you know what? like all right, you know, if I'm coming from a lower income community, I don't have these resources. I'm not jumping in a new car each week. You're not flying me out like you know, you know. So it's I'm opening a different world. It's it's the same way how you can have someone twenty one dating a forty five year old man. And that's, oh, it's a sugar daddy. Oh, I need me a sugar daddy. You sound like sis who's 16 trying to date someone who's 25, 30. Like I was trying to tell my boyfriend, the majority of the women that were in this documentary are coming from disenfranchised areas, Mm -hmm. single parent households. You don't have a father. You only have a mother. So you have this man, this grown man, this adult coming up to you trying to be a father figure. You look at him as a father figure. But he's somebody who's actually trying to take advantage of you. Right. And it's like because you're yearning for that validation from that older man because you don't have your father. Now you're willing to do whatever and he wants right, to And he's do. taking care of you. And a lot of women also are programmed to think that we have to provide for these men. Exactly. So, you know, you know, even just regular, in a regular situation, you may think you need to cook clean and do all of this for right. the man. But imagine thinking that. And then being disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. Now I think I need to bust it open, do a few squats, and you now like stay in this situation. Because what what is someone else gonna do? I ain't gonna find no other R. Kelly. Like I ain't gonna find no other platinum singer. Like I'm 14 years old. Who's gonna want me? And that's like, what I'm telling people. It's like y'all acting like because people are like y'all acting like y'all never had a, a grown man come up to y'all and y'all. Brother. Yo, this is that was- R. Kelly, this is not some man who lives in the projects and is giving me dime bags of weed for free. It's even so, it's the same cycle. Even with that, it's the same psychological thing. Exactly. It was a disenfranchised girl living in the hood. The top OG drug dealer scooped her up and she went for it. Let this been some girl living in a different situation, a different lifestyle, different upbringing. She was like, ew, what? Excuse me, Exactly. Bye. Like, you know, so y'all y- can't even say that because it's the same thing. And in these disenfranchised communities, it was glorified. Thank you. You got... You gotta use sixteen and your boyfriend's in college. Ooh, you were late. You know, like even think about when you, you know, when you talk to a girl, when you with your girls and you talk about a new guy. Oh, what does he do? Right, right off the bat, it's like, oh, he has to provide. So imagine like never having anyone provide for you, and now this man got multi platinum like right a man like our Kelly like space like it's not like our Kelly come up to these girls when he was nobody. This man was our Kelly right. when he was doing this. He, he was he a wasn't multi- Robert right. He was not Robert <laughs> Kelly. He was our our Kelly at the time. Right. Step in the name of love. I believe I could fly as R. Kelly. So it's not like this man was coming up to them and he didn't have nothing. This is a platinum artist like Drake coming up to you right, right. now. You're 16 years old. You gonna turn Drake down? No. But I think people's people problem is, so why isn't he in jail? Why didn't their parents take him to jail? And I'm like, you got to understand, this man has come up to these women. He settled out of court five times. Why would I settle out of court if I'm not guilty? You settled out of court five times. What you did was you went up to these people and you was like, listen, this and that and the third happened with me and your daughter. Here's this. Sparkle even said, Sparkle, Sparkle literally handed her niece over to R. Kelly. She was, in, she was the one in the sex tape. 
literally handed her knees over to him because she wanted to be a singer. Mm -hmm. And it's like people are not understanding. A lot of the stuff is psychological. This woman in her mind was like, I need to be famous. Mm -hmm. I know this man likes younger women. Let me bring my knees over. And and that's a lot of things that happen in the industry, period. Right. Like, look at the whole Me Too movement. Exactly. This is not something, oh, this is brand new. Like, my mother said, my mother said she went to an R. Kelly concert and his opening act was like 15 year old girls yo she was like what like she was like yo this is very concerning that this is like this is r kelly like a few years ago like his opening act could have been anthony hamilton you know could have been let us see but <laughs> you know, yo, it was dc dc let us see it's not let us see but it was dc i think it's lettuce you sure it's mm-hmm. not let us know, y'all. <laughs> let us know with Lettuce on the DC. <laughs> so, either way, I just I just feel like he could have had, you know, legends open it up for him. But instead, he got these 14-year-old girls. And it's just, it's sad. I think the sickest part of it all is how many people were, were defending men. him. It, not not even that. black women I think, were defending him. I think the sickest him. part was how many people knew what was happening and never said anything. Because mm. there was a lot of people who were involved in this documentary. And it was his brothers, right. people that was his tour managers, his security guards. Someone even said that they, they, they saw him and Aaliyah literally engaging in intercourse on his tour bus. And it was like... Aaliyah was 15 at the time, so you didn't stop and say, hey, this is wrong. It was, oh, well, I got to get a check. And that's my problem. People are willing to put money turn a blind and eye turn a money. blind eye when the money is involved. Because a lot, and that's the thing. R. Kelly not dumb. Right. Well, he is, but. He's illiterate, but he's he ain't not, stupid. You know, if if I get put on, I might put a whole bunch of people who ain't came from nothing. And right. And seem like I'm uplifting. Exactly. But I know I have that power over you. Yep. So. If I tell you this is going down, you say something, you want to be back in that pissy apartment or you want to be on tour, living in the mansion. Exactly. What, what you going to choose? Because I'm going to shut up. You know, so it's like they they were wrong. But right. the psychological impact, I get it. So I can't even sit there and be like. I blame everybody. I blame, I blame everyone. I feel like so many adults have failed these young girls. I feel like. Aaliyah's family failed her. I feel like her mother coming out with that statement, talking about these are lies. But if you notice, she was very careful with the words that she chose to use. She never denied that her daughter was married to this man. She never denied that they had a sexual relationship. She never said exactly what the lies were. I feel like she was very careful with her words because I feel like if if her family admits that something really went down with him and Aaliyah, they have to admit that they didn't have a close eye on her. The guilt. Because Aaliyah's here. Mm-hmm. Ali is dead. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... And Dame Dash actually came out with a video and was basically saying how difficult it was for her to even speak about it. Like, she didn't like to speak about it at all. It was really difficult for her. And I feel like they already have a lot of guilt for the right. fact that she died. So I feel like to to even, like, admit that her and R. Kelly had something going on, they would have to, like, literally admit that we let our we let our child down and it's like they already kind of feel guilty so to also admit i don't think they could live with themselves if they had to admit and look in the mirror and be like it's my fault that my daughter pretty much had issues the rest of the time that she was alive i think also um oh my gosh i lost my train of thought if you remember that horrible lifetime movie Jesus Christ. That Wendy Williams produced with Leah, they did touch on it. They that. did. And, you know, it wasn't much different than what was explained in this documentary. Exactly. So I I think, you know, Aaliyah was singing, she wanted to come up, she met this guy who was already in the industry and was like, Oh my gosh, you know I mean her like, uncle was already working with him. That's how she met R. Kelly. Like her uncle was working with him. And I just feel like her her family sold her to this man because she was 12 years old when she met R. Kelly. Why was she being left alone with him? Like, alone? Why? Why is a 12-year-old girl being left with a grown-ass man? Like, nobody saw anything wrong with this. And it's just like, I, I see so many people just trying to, like, defend this and be like, well, weren't you 16 and 17? And she's like, it wasn't right. It's like, that, like, that, I honestly had a relationship like that. I was 16 years old. I was dealing with a dude who was 23 at the time. Number one, he lied about his age. And number two, 
I like I just I just felt like I knew better at that time when I really didn't. It's like you know better, but you don't know better when you're sixteen. Right? Because when you're a teenager, you think you're grown. You, you do. Think, you think you can't tell nobody nothing until you. Ten years in, and you know you reflecting back, like what I tell you, I need all the guy. Yo, when like, I tell you, it took. I, I got a little bit older, and I was dealing with this guy, and I was telling him how I was sixteen, dealing with twenty three year old. He's like, "Yo, that guy was a pedophile," and I'm like, "What?" He's like, "That man was sick." You get that, right? And it wasn't until a man told me that I had to look back and be like. Yo, he really was sick. Like I was because sixteen years old. That. Like, like, then that's what happened. Right. Like my sixteen-year-old friends was like, "Uh oh, sis, do it, do it." You got it. Uh oh, come on, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he only gave you money. Your Chanel's done. Uh uh-uh. uh. But it was my male friend who actually put, like put me on and was like, "Yo, he was sick. You was you were sixteen years old. You have absolutely no business with a grown ass man." And I look back and I'm like, yo, you're right. You're 100% right. I had absolutely no business being and with a grown ass man. It says a lot about the guy. Like, even like if you take away the teenage context, let's say it's a girl who's 20 and she's right. with some guy who's 32. What are you doing in your life that you can't get someone in your age? Exactly. Clearly nothing because the little bit that you're doing, a 20 year old is going to see that as. Ooh la la, treating you like a king, thinking you this, that, bragging about you. But if you had somebody your same age group, like, get out of here. Exactly. Get out of here, bum. Like, you know, you're not going to be talking to them. So a lot of times men do that. Um, I believe a lot of times they're emotionally stunted. Right. So it's like. Women too. That's true. Grown women be preying on these little boys. For real. I, to be honest, I could never understand Psychological content. I don't like dating guys my own age. So to date somebody even younger than me is an entire dub. Like, who's the youngest you would date? My age. Matter of fact, no, 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 because I wouldn't date a guy my age. The youngest I would date is somebody one year older than me. I think I I used to feel that way, but then I just all I'm saying. All right, R. Kelly. Okay, no, not R. Kelly. No, I just think. All right, I'm not dating someone who's 18. <laughs> I I just feel like I, I see it as two things. One, like I'm not gonna be hitting 30, and you can't even get into a bar. Like, right? We're not doing that. Like, we're not. I'm not going with you with the fake ID. I'm not going with you to the precinct. Like, I can't. I'm not doing that. But um, what I do feel about age is a tricky thing. Because sometimes people view it as where they are in life. Like, I could be 23 and be on the same page as someone who's 26. All right, but we're talking about legal. Like, legal. Yeah, and that's legal. legal. Like, my like my biggest issue, you know, would be... My biggest problem with people in general, like, you know, if you're dating, is that a lot of times people my age I feel like we don't have the same goals our goals aren't aligning like I could be like oh hey I'm looking to get a house in X amount of years and they also I'm living my best life like, like that, you know they just not with it but that just speaks and, to our generation period and it's and just women in general because I feel like women are always going to be a step ahead of men when it comes to but 80 certain steps. goals in their life <laughs> it's, it's just the tea it's it the tea like 80 steps and then you meet this guy that's older and then it's like they're on the same page and it's like oh okay well most girls date older guys because they're established right like that's i don't like if you're if you're over the age of 21 and you want to date someone who's 40 do your fucking thing like that's your business but anyone who was under the age of 21 out here trying to date somebody's father or grandfather you're sick seek help Talk to someone. So if you wasn't in a relationship, you would be date, you would date a forty year old man. I would date an older man. I, but I don't I'm think, saying forty, not forty. I don't think I date a forty year old man, but I'd probably date somebody in his thirties, like late thirties, because you're established. You know what you're doing in life. You probably have a career already. You're not a bum. But see, but then, but then it goes back. See, that's my thing. I agree with you. Like I'm on the same page. <laughs> when I play devil advocate, oh my then God. I think about, well, what is that man doing? That he can't bag a 38-year-old woman. Maybe it's not that he wants to date a 38-year-old woman. But the thing is, I when I think about this, I think of my dad. So, like, when I was in high school, my dad had to be, like, in his 50s. And he was dating a woman who was in her 30s. 
like late like you like she was in her early 30s like she had just turned 30 and i feel like women my dad's age are not doing certain things that he wanted to do and like talking about oh, certain things like fun. like the way my dad is like all right this is the He's thing my dad mind. is yeah. has a very young soul like my dad is an older guy you'd never know it know it if you looked at him like if i told y'all my dad's real age and then i saw him in person i'd be like oh hell no nah. he has a very young soul like my dad listens to 105.1 like he knows all the new rappers on Christmas, he was talking to me about Yeezys. Like, my don't dad get is... started on house music. Like, don't get him started on house music. Like, my dad is, like, really up with the times. But the problem is, is that there's women in his age group that don't know anything about that. So my yeah, dad would date. still be, like, going... They're trying to step in the name of love right. with, like, R. Kelly. Right. So they going off to Under the Bull. Exactly. <laughs> so, so my dad would date someone who's in their 30s because the women in his age group... You know, they're not really into what he's into. The same thing you just said. The men in our age group are not really looking for to settle down and to, like, you know, be married. They're literally just trying to have fun. And at this point in my life, I'm not looking to have fun. I'm looking to settle down, get married, have more kids. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go date a guy who's established already, a guy who who might have that house. He has the career. Well, at least just at least have the goals aligned. And I feel like, well, no, if you're in your late 30s, early 40s, you should already be well into your career. But it depends. I tell, so you, yo, this, no. I tell you this all the time. Yo, because you want to date losers. I don't no. have time for this. No, like, I, what? I, tell, I don't want to date losers, but I, I tell you all the, like, they could have a career. But is that going to be, like, what's going to make them the most amount of money? Probably it's not. not about, I'm not saying what makes you the most amount of money. I'm saying that you have a career. You know what you're doing. This is something you've been doing. They should have at least a plan. Yeah, a plan. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know what you're doing. I feel like there's people my age group who are still trying to figure out what they're doing. They're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. I'd like to date somebody who already knows but what no, they're see, doing. But no, see, that's okay if you don't know what you want to do. Because I don't know what I want to do. But the problem with our age group is the lack of ambition. I don't feel like they want to get to that level. Like, you could say, and it sounds good on paper... Oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. But what steps are you taking to achieve those goals? Nothing. And that is why people my age will be blowing mine. Because it's like... You have had it. What steps? What have you done for me lately? Like, Like, they're doing absolutely nothing. You can sit there and tell me like, oh... I want to start my own business. What steps have you taken to start your own business? You just chatting in my ear, so so what? So I could bust it open? Like, because we that's not going to work. Okay, but we were just talking about this, about experience. I think I'd like to date somebody who might already have that life experience. So, like, maybe I'm lost. Maybe I'm 27 years old, I'm lost. But maybe because you had that life experience, you can point me in the right direction. I feel like being with somebody my age... Where can you point me? Because like like I just said, you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. We both running around like who's directing us? I feel like if I'm with a man who might already know where he wants to go in life, he can direct me, not point, not 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 tell me what to do, but direct me because he has a life experience mm-hmm. and he knows. Okay, if this is what you want to do, these are the steps you need to take. If a boy comes up to me right now who I'm dating, I meet him. We we done our first date. I want to build a business. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Why? Because I don't have the experience. But maybe a, a, a 30-year-old woman... But she who, might not have the experience if she's been working in a city job her whole life. Well, this is a different story. Then <laughs> right. I won't date somebody who's like that. I would date somebody... She making good money in a city job. Oh, my God. Okay. I would just date... I would If I date an older person, I would date an older person who has something really going for themselves. I, the same way I want to date somebody my age who has something really going if for them. I dated all... All I care about, like, I don't need you to have everything in order. I just need you to have a plan. If they're in your age group? Regardless. So a 42-year-old man. I'm not dating nobody that's 42. <laughs> All right, we're going to stop that right now because that's like a year difference from my parents. All right, 38. <laughs> 38. 38 years old. Ah! Yo, I can't. I'm out. Goodbye. The oldest I would date is like early thirties. So like what what's the cutoff? 
It just it, ma- it got to match the personality. It's not a cutoff because you could be 34 and you act like you're 72, or you could be 36 and we relate like we was the same age. This is true. So, so that's what I'm saying. What's your what's your age cutoff? I don't have a cutoff. Because you said 40 is no. Okay, but what but if you're 40 but I'm 17? All right, but this is my thing. I have very young. I have a very young mother. Okay. So I look at it like if. I introduced you to my mother, and you're talking about the shadow and, you know, all these old clubs that used to exist. I have to remove myself from the situation because, what? You could have literally been my dad. So what is your age? I don't know. I've I've honestly, you said no to 40, but yes to 35. So this is my Probably 35. Probably anything 10 years older than me. So if I'm 26, 36. Okay. That's dual, 36. Okay. That's that's the furthest it will go. But regardless, if you're 36, 26, I just feel like you need to have a plan, ambition. That is the biggest turnoff for me. I don't care what you're doing in your life. You have no ambition. It will turn me off because every, I feel like almost every month I'm thinking of something better I can do to enhance me being a part of this universe so if you can't be on that same type of time and you just cool right with hey this is my life i can't i can't you know i can't like ambition is a a big factor for me it is i don't know i just feel like some people our age are just lost so i see why certain girls date older guys because it's just like to, to be with somebody who kind of knows what they want out of life, I think it's attractive versus somebody who's running around like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do in a couple of years. And it's like, you have no plans of settling down. You have no plans of... Right, that's that's the problem. Know, the it's, not, it's an issue. The no plans of turning down. Like, yeah. you know, you still want to be out every weekend. Like, I was using a fake ID. So by the time I turned 21, I was on some... Like a twenty nine year old, right? Like, I, was I didn't build, right? I didn't need to go out every night. I didn't need to go out every weekend anymore. Like I already been there, done that. Like I was chilling. Like I was ready. That you know, that's and that's why a twenty a twenty one year old, the same time I was twenty one, was not <laughs> on that type of time. They was like, just turning, you know, they were turning down. Right. I was literally turning into a grandma that I am today. So it's just like. A older person, it is. It's just like a fresh, a breath air to a date. fresh of breath air. A, that is what you say. A a breath a, 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 a fresh of breath air. That is what you say. Wait, how am I supposed to say? A breath of fresh air. Ooh, that's a tongue twister. But they all know it's not. <laughs> You're just drunk. A breath. <laughs> You're a drunk. <laughs> Of a breath of fresh air. There we go. That is what <laughs> that is what it would feel like. I do get it. But like, you know, I, I like the sense of, you know, dating someone your age and figuring life together. Like I like oh. the fairy tale of it. Oh unbelievable. Please pass the mind. Unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, we're about to wrap it up. We're about to hit our album mark, y'all. So, um, we thank y'all for listening to our first episode of the new year. We are super excited for what's to come for YBL. Um, we're actually looking to do big things this summer. We're actually looking to have a barbecue. We're looking to have a live show that's going to be like a brunch type of thing and we're just going to all record live i think that's going to actually be really dope we're trying to get that together before the summer um we're actually also looking to get merch into the equation mm-hmm. so we can get y'all wearing our stuff but um yeah definitely look out for all of the new things we have going on because we're looking to do big things with YBL. all right and i, and I just want to add um you know if you have anything of interest, something you want to share, you want to be part of this experience, 
It's never a nay. Like, we're always open to a hey. We're super open. So, you know, feel free to join us because uh, we would love to babble. Right? We would love to chat. <laughs> we would love to chat with you. <laughs> so, yeah, feel free. But thank y'all once again for tuning in. This is your girl, Rachel C. And it's Danny D. And we're out. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs>